glory fills this place. Could you just, for just a moment, with the fruit of your lips, just begin to thank God. Call in your own words if he's, if he's been good to you. If it wasn't for his grace, you, you wouldn't even be here tonight. But he's, he's been good to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I dare you to just give him the praise. Say 
without me. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Certainly that is my prayer tonight, and I hope that it is your prayer also. Uh, you're listening to, I uh, want to just thank you. Just want to thank you this, this evening for joining us on October 8th. You know, you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML on a Thursday. This is uh, from Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you're inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. And I want you to know that there's no better place to be than the word of God. Uh, you know, as the, the singer was saying, Lord, you, there's a lot of people, but I thank God that he has big hands and he has the testimony that I've lost none. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore I am faithful and I'm bold and the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Now, just thank God because, uh, you know, uh, the, word, the word of God will present you with expectations. It, it, it will have you on pins and needles. You're just walking with, and, and I, hope and eagerness and, and I believe that that is the mindset of God you know that God himself is anxious and and so is his creation the Bible said that the whole creation is groaning moaning and groaning waiting uh, for the revelation of the sons of God and, and so I, I, I'm praying that you're walking with that same expectation this evening no matter what you're dealing with no matter what you're going through you know, first of all, I realize that whatever you're going through and it doesn't minimize what I'm saying, doesn't minimize what what's impacting you at all. Someone else has gone through it. Someone else has overcome. Someone else went through it. They cried. Uh, they laughed. And, you know, they they went they rode the uh, emotional roller coaster that they were on, but they didn't give up their faith and their hope in the Lord. Whatever you're dealing with, don't give up your faith. Don't give up your hope in the Lord. Hold on to the Lord uh, through situations, through trial and, and, and tribulations. Hold on to your faith in God and he will see you through. God is going to see you through. That's his word. And he's going to stand by his word. And, and as, that's why you want to be in the word of God. Because when you're in the word of God, he's not going to ignore his word. He's not going to know his word. And so uh, goodness, when you woke up this morning, goodness and mercy was, was there to follow you. Uh, goodness and mercy, yes, was there to follow you throughout your day. It, goodness and mercy was waiting for you. And if the Lord tarry, uh, and we all open our eyes tomorrow, some is already up, some are in the midst of their day. Others are laying down for the, uh, for the close of their day. Goodness and mercy is going to be standing there. Why? Because you're in the word of God. Why? Because you're obedient to his will. You're faithful. God loved those. He loves everyone, but everyone is not going to have the same, is going to reap the same benefit as those that are faithful. God so loved the world. 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him should not perish. And so God loved everyone, but then there are those that believe on him, even as the scripture has said, and and there's something that is stored up, something that is special for those that believe, that are faithful uh, to the Lord, those that are sacrificing, those that are holding on to the word of God, not, uh, not being moved, not being easily moved, not allowing anyone to, to, um, to, to take your fingers and to, uh, and to loosen your grip. You know, David said, my foot almost slipped. I looked around and I saw the wicked, they were spread out, they were prospering. You know, they, they were, they had it going on. It was getting things that I was hoping for, things that I was praying about. You know, uh, they was getting, getting, uh, stacking cheddar and, and getting, and, and, you know, and, and here I am, I'm praying, you know, and seeking the Lord. And they just seemed like they were a little more advanced than me. And my foot almost slipped. I got jealous. I got upset. You know, now I think that, you know, that David wasn't the only one that felt that way, that seemed people that was not serving God progressing and felt, you know, uneasy about it. And David said, then I went into the house of the Lord and I came to myself. I remembered what their end was going to be. I understood things a little clear, you know, don't, don't let things get to you and get on your nerves and bother you that when you see other people, you're doing what's right. Now, I like to distinguish the fact that there are different that there are differences, you know, people like to claim that I'm doing everything right. And no, you sinning, you doing stuff that is against God's will and you're reaping the, the repercussions of that. No, I'm talking about when you are doing what is right. You're studying to show yourself approved. And uh, let me let me say this right quick that, you know, during this time of stay at home where people have, you know, there has been months and stuff and uh, things are opening back up for different areas. But I pray that you have taken the opportunity to educate yourself. You know, during this time that of, stand, of being at home, you could have studied. You could have, uh, you know, you didn't have to be going to an official class. You could have taken opportunity uh, and seized a moment to study something that was going to help advance you on your job, something to help advance you in your in school, you know, uh, fortify yourselves in certain areas, you know, if there's an area of weakness that you need to, then this was a time uh, while things was quiet, you, you you couldn't go, you know, hang out. This was a, this was a time to do something that to help you. And while, and if you're still at home, take the opportunity. God said in his words, going back to the word, that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so you have to increase your knowledge. Now, don't get comfortable where you are with the little task that you're doing, the little job that you have, because there's so much more that you could have. And if you don't have that vision, you don't have a vision, you need to have a vision, not just a vision of going to heaven, not just a vision of being entering to the kingdom of God, not just a vision for that. You need to have a vision also of what you're doing. The Lord said, occupy till I come. So what are you doing until the Lord comes for you? What are you doing? Listen, uh, we're going into the word of God, Acts 11 chapter. I'm, I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited. 
you know, every day is not a, some day you have a bad hair day, you know, there is no different than for anyone else. It's no different for any pastor. You know, um, I was walking and, and hit my, didn't have on no shoes or socks, hit my little toe against the edge of a chair and that hurt it, you know? Um, and, and so just to say, we're all the same. We're all the same. There's no, no big eyes, no little use. You know, we, we all have to deal and do the same thing. The word of God is applied, applies to all of us the same way. We all have to be doers. We have to be good listeners. We have to practice being good listeners and doers of the word. We have to apply it. And so the Bible tells us in Acts, Acts, the 11th chapter, beginning at the first verse. If you've been with us, we have been traveling through the book of Acts. And here we are, uh, uh, where Peter. Peter has now uh, been summoned or called by Cornelius to go to his house because of a dream that Cornelius had received. Uh, Cornelius was a centurion. He was a soldier with the Roman uh, the Roman division. And, and so uh, he was a just man. He was a man that believed in God. He was faithful. He was devoted unto the Lord. And he was righteous and he he gave alms, he helped people, and, you know, so important to help somebody. I, uh, you know, whatever, you know, like the songwriter said, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. It's not, Lord, if you're blessing in this season, uh, when you bless me, I'm going to bless someone else. And while I'm waiting, while I'm waiting for you to answer my the prayer that I've prayed, I'm going to bless someone else. Lord, you, if you're healing in this season, Lord God, uh, while I'm waiting for my healing, I'm going to help somebody else. I'm going to help somebody else. And so uh, Cornelius was one that was that gave alms unto the people. So he feared, he was devoted, he feared God, he, he prayed, he gave alms unto the Lord, and this man was so into what he was doing. And, and I remember he was a he was a soldier that was over other people too. Uh, he had at least a hundred men that was under him, and so he didn't. He had a job to do. He carried out his his natural responsibilities, but he was also dedicated unto the Lord. And so God, uh, the Bible said that the Lord sent a messenger, sent an angel, uh, to let him know that your prayers and what you have done and what you are doing has come up as a memorial before me. So see, we don't have to wait until we leave, until we step out of time into eternity in order for God to say, well done, in order for us to hear from heaven, in order for us to know that we're doing something that's pleasing in the sight of God. He will let you know right now. God will let you know that he is pleased with what you're doing, just like he did Cornelius. Cornelius, uh, I'm pleased with what you're doing. Your prayers have come up as a memorial, what your activity, how you're governing yourself. Bless you, Jesus. How you're carrying yourself, what you're doing. You're an example. He, was a, he wasn't doing things just to be seen by other people, but he was an example to his family. His family looked at him and they, was, they, they appreciated the standard that he had in his dedication unto the Lord 
they followed him, his friends. Uh, he, he, he was an example to his friends and his relatives to the extent that they followed him. And so when he had, when God gave him the vision and told him to go and call for Peter, Peter was nearby, uh, sent for Peter, you know, after Peter asked about the honorarium, you know, that he was going to receive for coming, you know, then he'll do the will of God. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. He didn't do that because uh, God did not instruct him to do that. Yes, it's a blessing when someone gives you something for your travels and, you know, and different things. But listen, if you have the means and you have the ability to go and see about someone and they well-being, do it, do it, do it. You should be able to do as God has freely given unto you. You should be able to give to others. And that is the word of God. You know, uh, there shouldn't be no congregation that's too small for you to minister. Uh, and there shouldn't be, you know, uh, they don't have enough. They don't have enough people in a congregation or they don't have enough honorarium or, you know, it's just not enough for me to exercise that much energy for and time and effort. Is that what God is saying? Is that what the Lord is saying? Was that you and people? Uh, listen, God is looking and he's booking. Uh, there's a book of remembrance that is, is written there. It's just like there's a book uh, with our names in it. Uh, the, the book of life. And so Peter was called and he followed what was instructed him. And and he wind up there at Cornelius' house. But before he got to Cornelius' house, Cornelius had told all his friends and, and told his family and everybody, look, Peter is coming. I, I sent a job for the gold. God told me to do this and he's going to be here. And they all gathered together when Peter arrived he, he arrived with, and there was an audience that was there for him. Uh, it doesn't say how many people was there, but it was people. And so we should be doing the same thing. We should be inviting people to come uh, to, to church with us. We should be inviting people to, to sit down and hear the word with us. We should be doing the same thing. And that is being a witness and an example uh, uh, for the Lord. And so Peter got there, the Bible says, and the apostles and brethren that were in Judah heard, uh, Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. That's good news. They knew good news had traveled and they, they knew over in Judea that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they were, they, they that were of the circumcision contended with him. They, they challenged him saying, thou wentest in to uncircumcised and didst eat with them. Now, this was a problem. This was a problem. Now, Psalms 34, 1 through 8 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble uh, thereof, uh, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let, oh, magnify. How many times have you heard someone stand up and quote that? Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us, everybody that's present, let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They delivered unto him and were enlightened. They looked unto him and were enlightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. 
the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Now, uh, I'm sure Peter would agree with this. Uh, oh, 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 magnify the Lord with me and, and look at what God has done. You know, he's raised up Jesus from the dead. He healed this man that's over 40 years old. He's opened up the jail uh, doors and, and, and gave us a word to give about, uh, told us to preach about this life, you know, and, 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 and oh, magnify the Lord. And look at the greatness of God and let us exalt his name together. Cornelius would be saying the same thing. He would be testifying about the goodness of God that he was blessing the Lord and, and his praise was continual in his mouth and, and that his soul was making a boast in the Lord and, and that the humble would hear thereof and be glad and to magnify. Look, he didn't gather all these people together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and, and let exalt his name. And, you know, he has his own testimony of how he sought the Lord. And, and you will have the same testimony how you sought the Lord and the Lord hurt you and delivered you. And you're going to want to share that with others of how you were poor in spirit, uh, you know, whether it's naturally or, or spiritually. But God heard you because you were obedient to his word and saved you and brought you out of your trouble. The angel of the Lord. So if the angel of the Lord is camped around uh, those that fear him, that means whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're, you're seeing, whatever is impacting you, the angels that are camped around about you is also a witness in observing and seeing those things as they occur, which means there is a instant report going on unto the Lord. Peter, is saying, and I'm sure those that were in those that were in Jerusalem that was continuing him uh, may have applied Psalms 34, but they applied it only to themselves because they were upset with Peter. They were upset with Peter because he went in unto men that were uncircumcised and did eat with them. They had a problem. They had a problem because he sat down at the same table. They felt that if you were eating at the table with people that were uncircumcised, you were not following the Jewish tradition. You were not following uh, what was given to them, what they should and should not eat, but you were just sitting down and you were just doing it. You were just doing it. You were doing whatever. They, they weren't there, but yet they accused him. They were upset. They don't know if Cornelius took the time to, to, to understand that Peter was coming and this is what Peter would like to eat. And that's what they don't know. They assume that, listen, you don't want to assume anything. Assumptions have caused many to mess up, to make statements, to do things that they should not be, to say things they should not be saying and to do things that they should not be doing. People make assumptions. And God didn't tell us to live by assumption. Matter of fact, the psalmist said, keep me from presumptuous sin. Don't, don't presume anything because you're going to wind up sinning. You're going to wind up doing something wrong. You're going to wind up messing up. You know, there was there's a story, and uh, it's a true story. Uh, this man was uh, working overtime working to surprise his family of about uh, going on a vacation. He didn't want to tell them where he was. 
you know, because he wanted to, to wanted it to be a surprise, working this overtime, knew that things had been rough. So he's working overtime to make extra money. And but and he but he wouldn't tell his wife because you know and his his kids and them. So his wife just started accusing him of having an affair, of doing things. You know, when you sneaking out, you doing stuff, and he wasn't doing anything wrong. And he had got enough money together to take them on vacation. But however, she's arguing with him. She's fussing at him. She's making life hard. He has an accident, only to find out that he was working himself so rough, spending so much time away and after after hours working overtime so that he could take his family. You know how bad she felt after that because she assumed the worst instead of the best, instead of trusting, you know, trusting her spouse. You have to trust. There, you have to trust. You have to put some trust in the person that you with. You have to put the trust some trust in the person that you're working with. You have to put the trust in people that you're associated with. There has to be some form of trust. But they did not trust that Peter, that he was there after hearing the word of God had been received. After and that those that was that was that had not been saved are now saved. When he came to, to to Jerusalem, they were they had issues that he ate with the uncircumcised. That now he's corrupt. He's corrupt. Don't make assumptions about anybody doing anything wrong. Now they were following a tradition, you know, tradition, the transmission of customs or belief from generation. Uh, to generation or the fact of being, uh, uh, you know, passed on. This is the way we've always done it. You know, some things that you've always done is changing. And let me tell you, uh, there are things that, you know, you don't manually do accounting no more. It's done through an application on the computer. You know, there are things to learn. You need to learn the application. There are things that um, that have changed over time and you need to use them uh, if you're going to keep up. You're going to keep up. And so tradition, tradition, their traditions of men, their traditions and organizations, traditions, prejudice um, that have denied individuals the appointment of freedom by bending the letter into something God did not intend it for it to be used uh, as that particular type of tool. Mm hmm. A tradition, there are traditions that have been followed that was done. Now, there are some things that was done traditionally because they didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. Now, Peter and them should have uh, known better, but they were comfortable. Remember, Peter and them, they understood their history. They, uh, they would go back and talk about Abraham, and they would go back and talk about Isaac. They would go back and talk about Jacob. They would go back and talk about David, you know, so they understood their history. But they did not mention anything about that the Lord was going to bless Abraham. We're part of the blessings of Abraham. That Abraham, that blessing was going to bless everyone. It wasn't limited to 
a few individuals. It wasn't limited to just the children of Israel. Uh, matter of fact, God took a non-Gentile and made a nation. Uh, excuse me, a none one that took he took a Gentile and he made a, a nation, a new nation of people out from the seed of the Gentile. And so he said, by your seed, everyone is going to be blessed. So the traditions of men, organizations and different things have, have created certain prejudice in, in areas that God is not pleased about. God's not, he's not into that. He, he ain't messing with that like you, like people think he is. And, and so um, uh, the Bible tells us in Mark, the seventh chapter, it said, how be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the, command, the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandments of God, ye hold the traditions of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, uh, uh, you, you full well, uh, ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep your own tradition. So instead of them, instead of embracing what God is saying, uh, you know, there are traditions that have been created that, I, that I'm aware of that people are still holding on to this very day that is not, uh, is not lined up with the word of God. It's not, uh, it's not, the scripture doesn't support it. Now, if you put someone as a rule over you, then, you know, you subject yourself to that individual or to that organization, then I would expect you to be uh, faithful and obedient to that. You know, but when it's outside the scripture, when it's outside the word of God. And so the Bible said that uh, for Moses said, honor your, your father and your mother and whosoever curses father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, if a man say unto his father or mother, uh, it is carbon, uh, that is to say a gift by whatsoever thou mightest profit by me, ye shall be free and ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or mother making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. The word of God is not as is not effective when it is when we take tradition and we put the tradition in the place of the word of God and then try to make people believe that, oh, you know, well, you know, the tradition lines up with the scripture. You got to make sure it lines up and you should not be offended when someone asks you about what you what you're practicing. There shouldn't be no reason for offense. You should be able to go, the, uh, the Bible says, be ready to give an answer to men for what you believe. You shouldn't be stumbling and fumbling over what you believe. Now, if the tradition that you're involved in uh, takes you back to some vain philosophy, some folktale or something, you know, that was found out in the woods by somebody, you know, and, and, and here it is now you following that, claiming it to be the word of God. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm positive it is not. And you need to be delivered. You need to be delivered uh, into the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. Not tradition of man. The tradition of man hinders God's work. The tradition of man will stop you from doing the things that you need to do. If Peter would have stayed, look, the Lord visited Peter. Peter went, remember, Peter was hungry. He went up to the rooftop 
I, I don't know if Mrs. Peter was there. He said why they would have prepared food. I'm assuming that Mrs. Peter was there, and that he went up because he was he was hungry. He might have even been hangry, and so he, he knew not to go at her with that. He went on the on the housetop and chilled. And while he was up there being hungry, um, uh, there was a, the Lord took that opportunity to show him uh, uh, a spread, and that spread had all manner of different things, you know, different uh, uh, beast on it and told him to eat. And he said, no, you know, I haven't eaten anything that's unclean. And God dealt with him and showed him three times and said, look, uh, you know, look, buddy, uh, whatever I call clean, don't you call it unclean. And so uh, if he would have stuck with the tradition of what he believed instead of following what God was saying, you know, uh, Cornelius would not have the same testimony or he wouldn't have had the testimony of, at that moment as he received it. Now, people may want to follow tradition and follow certain rules and regulations. It might delay what God has for you. It doesn't mean it's been denied. It doesn't mean it's been denied at all. And so the Bible tells us in uh, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples. It says when he had called, uh, this is Mark 8 chapter uh, when he had called the, the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Cornelius was one that was denying himself and taking up his cross to follow him. But whosoever, whosoever, that one word, whosoever, for whosoever, and that's so important. Whosoever, that includes everybody, every uh, orange, red, yellow, green, black, brown, whatever you, whosoever, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall be saved. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me, of my words, and in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Now, over in uh, Mark, excuse me, Matthews said, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. The Lord is still dealing with him. He's talking. Say, somebody say, talk, Jesus. Listen, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees hypocrite for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for you neither go in yourselves neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in that, that's sad you not making it in and you preventing others from making it in because remember describing the pharisees they that's the good old boys club you know, you couldn't be part of them if you wasn't uh, you wasn't of a certain bloodline. You couldn't be part of them if you didn't have a your family didn't have a name. You couldn't be part of and, and the scribes and Pharisees wasn't the only ones. Yeah, there was others, uh, other sects uh, that was that also set themselves apart and didn't and had influence, uh, political influence in the with the Roman government. And they didn't want just anybody. Remember, uh, when Jesus went into the temple and was ministering, uh, and the man with the, the hand that was with it, that hand was made whole, and they got all upset because their tradition said, you don't heal on the Sabbath. You don't do anything on the Sabbath. And the Lord had to point out to him, y'all y'all lying, y'all hypocrites, y'all faking this thing. You, you know, if, if one of your... Uh, one of your uh, 
a sheep or one of your cattle or something got loose and you would go and find it. If it fell in a hole, you would get down there and you would get somebody to help you to get it out the hole, you know, but here it is, this man's hand is with it, but you don't want him to be healed on this day. Look, come on, let's stop faking this. Let's stop playing around with the word of God. Let's stop messing up. Let's stop lying. Let's stop lying. You know, you hypocrite and you lying. You, you, you faking this thing. Don't be a fake. For you, they were taken devouring widows' houses when God said, help the widows. And for pence, make long prayers. So you pretending and making long prayers and make people think that you're holier than thou, you know, and uh, therefore, you, and so that you're going to receive greater damnation. Woe unto you hypocrites, for you can pass the sea and the land to make everyone that you try to make people pro, uh, proselytes. You converting people, telling them they have to bend over backwards to be part of your sect. When God, Jesus didn't tell people to be part of the scribes and Pharisees. They, they pick this stuff up uh, during the, 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 the years where the word of prophecy was not coming across because of the hardness of man's heart, because they were not listening. Uh, people were not listening and sustaining. And so there was a space and time and they should start creating and doing these things instead of holding on to the word of God. Listen, God's word, God has given us enough about his word. He has given us enough about his character, his attributes, that if no one, if it, if no one said anything, you have the word of God that will save your soul. And I'm sure that the gospel has been preached enough by enough ministers, by enough of those that are truly sacrificing themselves and have presented themselves holy and acceptable unto the Lord and have given the word of God out. And when I say giving out the word, I'm not talking about a prophecy. And so many people are chasing after a word. I need, I need a prophecy. No, you need the word of God because prophesying is going to fail. Tongues are going to come to an end. Uh, that dance, you know, that 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 you, that's gonna stop one day. That shout, that loud, that audible, all of that is gonna come to an end one day. But the word of God is gonna continue. So there's been an enough. You want the word, the unadulterated truth, not someone that's gonna give you some. The Bible said that there there's gonna be prophets that stand before him. They're gonna be people that have done wonderful works in his name. They're gonna be people that cast out devils in the name. And you you look and say, wow, they prophesied that that prophecy came to pass. Uh, they did wonderful works. We saw miracles through their hands, and you know, and they cast out devils that person. And he's gonna say, depart from me. You workers of iniquity, I don't know you because you did not do the will of God. What you did was a result of my name, which was the name of Jesus that was given for salvation during the dispensation of grace. But you didn't do the will of God. After you prophesied it, after you did all of that, you know, you still went on to do what you wanted to do. You hypocrite. You still went on to act the way you wanted to act. Didn't you read in the scripture that said, uh, be holy for I'm holy and without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We're all, it's called, we're all called to be holy. God called us all, everyone. He called it, and the Jews, Jews said that, that Enoch prophesied, said the Lord is coming back with 10,000s of his saints. God has called us to be uh, believers, to be those that are in the way, those that are called, that are saint, which is Part of sanctification, which is being set aside. 
Now, Peter knew the problem he was facing among the disciples, how they, you know, but it, it's, it's sad to see how soon they forgot about the day of Pentecost. Remember on the day of Pentecost, you know, we read about that. On the day of Pentecost, the, the spirit of the Lord came in and, you know, and there was dwelling at Jerusalem, devout uh, Jews, devout men out of every, listen, every nation under heaven. Now, when uh, this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because uh, that every man heard them speak in his own tongue. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? There were people there from all over the place, Mesopotamia, uh, people there from Pontus in Asia, people that were there from Egypt, uh, from Libya and Cyrene. Listen, there were people there, strangers of Rome, Cretes and Arabians. They were all there in witness. And Peter stood up and gave a, a dynamic message on that day to every listening ear, man and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? Peter gave them a dynamic word. The gospel message was for everyone that had an open heart as it is today. It's for everyone that has an open heart, for everyone. And so how dare them? Peter had to rehearse in his mind the matter from the beginning and expound it by order unto them saying, if repeating the same thing, I was in Joppa, I was praying, I was had a trance, I saw a vessel descend and a great sheet, and 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 I fastened my eyes on. I looked, I saw what was in there, and I was instructed to slay and eat. Peter had to rehearse those things over and over again, and I'm sure I, I just believe that as Peter was was on his way back to Jerusalem to meet the brother, that he was rehearsing this in his mind, that he was going over this again and again. One, he was going over it because it was the awesomeness to see the awesome power of God. And then he's going over it that when he gets with those that are caught up in tradition, oh, this is the way it should be done. This is the way, you know, that he had to rehearse this with them again and again. Listen, let's not be so caught up in tradition that we rule out the word of God, <clears throat> excuse me, so caught up into this is the way we used to do it, that God is saying, no, this is the way it should be done, and we're correcting him. <laughs> no, we don't correct God. Look at the word of God. See what the word of God is saying. See what the word of God is saying. And the results of what you're going to have is going to be a lot clearer and a lot better than if you hold on to the tradition of men. My God, bless you, Jesus. Don't hold on to the traditions of men. It's going to get you in trouble. It's not going to take you where God wants you to go. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this evening. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness for your liberty. You said, know the truth and the truth would set us free. Bless our mind, Lord God, to live according to your word. Lord Jesus, to embrace your word, to know your word, 
Lord Jesus, as we read your word, seeking better understanding so that we can have a better walk with you. Lord Jesus, we want our hearts, we want our minds, our families, Lord God. Lord Jesus, to be an example, Lord God, and to line up with your word of God. Father, we pray and ask your forgiveness for areas that we've fallen short in. That, Lord God, and that you would help us, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord God, lead us and guide us, Lord, in your path of righteousness for your name's sake, Lord. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God. We know your word is a, is a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our path, Lord God. And bless us to walk in it, Lord. Lord Jesus, and we're going to magnify and glorify you, Lord. Thank you for the souls that were baptized. Lord God, thank you for those, Lord God, that are tearing for the Holy Ghost and just pray and ask that you would fill them. Lord God, and I know you will. I thank you right now. And I thank you in advance, Lord God, for the moving of your power, Lord God, for the, Lord God, for enlarging our borders, Lord God. We just honor you right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every hand that reaches for the doorknob, every hand that enters the building, just pray and ask your blessing upon them, Lord God, and our listeners, those that are listening now, those that will listen later, those that are in the midst of their day, those that are at the close of their day, Lord God, we just honor you right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, if you're not in a church of truth and power, then, you know, find one. A Bible-believing church, one that believes in from Genesis to Revelation, one that's going to help you to, uh, to usher you into the kingdom of God. That's what God wants you to be. He wants you to be in his kingdom. And, and so that, that that's where the power of God is displayed. Listen, I want you to know that the songs featured are the respective property of the songstress, you know, and my daughter, Sister Henderson, as well as the artists and producers that own them. You know, we want to respect uh, our artists and those that are ministering in music, you know, support them, Google their names, Google the songs, you know, and support them. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you soon. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Amen.